When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. No bells today. Bells tonight if Indiana beats Maryland, but no bells today. We're going to talk about the Colts and the offensive line, how expensive it is compared to other position groups, how expensive it is compared to other people's investment, other teams' investments in their offensive line. We're going to talk about that. The Colts, the ranking, a little bit better than it was. However, the uh, construct, still not so good. Chris Ballard's got to make adjustments. We'll see if he's able to do it. you got to make business decisions. And the business decision that needs to be made is that money comes off the offensive line and goes to the receivers because you win with receivers. you got to win up front. You, you've got to have balance. Offensive line play is really important, but so is wide receiver play, and the Colts continue to avoid investing in their wide receivers. Indiana, you know what? Of all the all the games yesterday, the first three of them went to underdogs, and then the fourth, the one that was going to determine and did determine who Indiana is going to play tonight, that goes to the favorite. What the hell is going on up in Chicago? Indiana is going to play against Maryland. That game. Probably starts at about 9.15, 9.20, 25 minutes after the first game that starts at 6.30. The games are going long because coaches are insane. The first game today, Purdue takes on Rutgers because Rutgers beat Michigan. How about Ohio State and Penn State getting wins yesterday? I love it. My predictions, based upon affinity for coaches and the teams, really kind of went to Hoyle except for Hoiberg and Nebraska. I missed that. I like Fred Hoiberg. I wanted Indiana to have to play Nebraska. They lose in the first round of Minnesota. At any rate, Pacers, they got to win last night in overtime against the woeful, the garbage uh, Houston Rockets. Mm, overtime. That's okay because Tyrese Halliburton was terrific. Ben- Benedict Matherin sprained an ankle, so there you go. This is in or Kent Sturm. It's breakfast with Kent is what it is. For (laughs) Friday, March 10th, 2023, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. A lot of you are calling Johnson's Plumbing, getting Jared Johnson out to your house. He is the best plumber I know. And as the best plumber I know, I can recommend highly. He's worked in this house three, four times. Our poop goes into sewage. Clean water comes into the house. That's what you want out of a plumber. That's what Jared Johnson can do for you. Give him a call. Seven six. It's a little more complicated than that. Seven six five six one zero eight eight zero nine. The number. Hit the subscribe button. Hit 
the like button, ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live or post a video. And you know what? If you want to make a donation, make a donation. Love the donations. They're very nice. We reinvested into the product, uh, certainly. Prizes. Where do you think the prize money comes from, for goodness sake? We don't give away money. We give away stuff, autographed stuff. All right, let's talk about the Colts. Let's talk about the offensive line. $50.3 million is invested for 2023 in the offensive line. That's 21.65% of the cap. That's too much. It ranks only 10th, though, in the NFL. And that's kind of a, that's better than it was. It, it did rank, the Colts did rank number one in investing in the offensive line. And that's out of whack. If you've got an offensive line you better have that's that expensive, you better have the best offensive line in the NFL. And the Colts were not close to that last year. They were closer to the worst than the best. Colts, they've got to spend their money elsewhere. You have got to get good play out of wide receivers. How much do the Colts spend on wide receivers? Less than $10 million. Now, they have fewer of those guys on the roster and, and never dress as many as you have on the offensive line. You've got five offensive line starters, right? And so you've probably got nine who are active every single Sunday, if not 10. Wide receivers, you probably have five that are active, and you have three starting. So it's understandable that you would invest more in the offensive line than you would in wide receivers, but not five times as much. Not that much. That offensive line has got to get better, and it's got to get better in a hurry. But one way it can, you know what, at least become cheaper is if you cut Ryan Kelly. you got to make business decisions. It's not personal. Talked about that. The Ryan Kelly at center, you know what, wasn't a good thing for the Colts last year. Was it because of dings and in some injury damage that Ryan Kelly didn't play too terribly well? Tyler Thompson, thank you very much. Is there a slim chance... Paris Campbell is re-signed. If nobody bids more than the Colts, there's a pretty good chance. He played every game last year. And, and really, that kind of gets to the point. So thank you for asking the question, and thank you for the donation. That is that if Paris Campbell goes elsewhere, what do you got? You got Michael Pittman Jr., you've got Alec Pierce, Michael Strawn. You got anything else? Not really. There, there's where it is you got to find wide receivers. Paris Campbell playing a whole lot last year after playing 15 games in his first three seasons. But he looked like a guy who could maybe get you some catches, get you some yards, be at least a little bit dynamic, even if he didn't look too terribly dynamic last year. And I use that word a lot because it's an important word. You've got to get dynamic play at the wide receiver spot. If you don't, you're not going to win a lot of football games. If you're going to rely on your quarterback to get air yards and move the sticks rather than put it in the hands of dynamic playmakers who can go get you yards in space, you're going to have a tough time, especially if you're relying upon you know, Matty Ice or Nick Foles or Carson Wentz or Sam Ellinger, certainly. You've got to have guys who can run away from people, and the Colts just flat don't. Paris Campbell was one of those guys who kind of could. Michael Pittman is not one of those guys. A 4 5 5 40 wide receiver is not going to run away from a hell of a lot of guys in the secondary. That is the deal with the Colts offensive line and the wide receiver group. It's really, and, and this is a very, very easy roster to appraise.
you look at it, how many truly dynamic, how, we'll use another word, I, I've got a better vocabulary than that. How many explosive players do you have on both sides of the ball? 22 starters. How many are explosive? How many do you kind of highlight as potential Hall of Famers? You know how many you had in the 2000s for the Colts? You had Manning, Edge, Reggie, Marvin. You had Dwight. You had uh, Robert Mathis. All right, that's six. Off the top of my head, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple. Tarek Glenn was really good at a left tackle, but he, you know what? Jonathan Ogden was better. So he got all the press back in that period of time. I think Ogden came into the league one year prior to Tarek and left one year after. So you didn't hear a lot about Tarek because you heard a lot about Jonathan Ogden, who went to the Pro Bowl constantly. He was an all-pro player when he was with the Ravens. At any rate, you had a lot of guys who could play football. Saturday was a really good center. Okay, what do you have with these Colts? I'll wait. Healthy... You've got Jonathan Taylor, and you've got Shaq Leonard. And maybe, you know what, maybe if you squint, right, you, you, might, have another, you might have DeForest Buckner. You might say, okay, he's, he's kind of, he can wreck a game for an opponent potentially. Other than that, nobody. Not at the tight end position, not at the wide receiver position. Not on offensive linemen cannot be by definition explosive and dynamic. On the defensive side of the ball, pay Odangbo? No. And Gakwe? He's a free agent. Plus, no. Linebackers? Okereke? Franklin? No. Real good. They made a bunch of tackles. Safety position? Hopefully, those guys are up and coming. Hopefully, Cross and Blackman can get there. Gilmore? Pretty good. Rodgers? Not bad, but not explosive. This is a roster bereft of explosiveness and explosive wins in the NFL these days. You've got to get explosive play from wide receivers. And if you do, and you get a quarterback who can deliver them the ball, and we talked about why that can't be Anthony Richardson. We did that yesterday. It's not a fit for the organization. The Colts are way too impatient. You've got to be patient with a kid like Anthony Richardson. So it's not him, but if you get a quarterback who can deliver the ball in space and give a little bit of help to a guy like Michael Pittman so he's catching the ball with room to run, you got a chance. Let's talk about the Big Ten Tournament. Big Ten Tournament gets fun today. It's the quarterfinals. Purdue plays at noon against Rutgers. I think they're going to beat Rutgers despite the fact that Rutgers beat Purdue in the regular season, beat them by a point. Their first loss of the season was to Rutgers at Mackey Arena. Indiana, they got Maryland. Maryland beat Indiana. Maryland beat Minnesota last night to get to this game, but other than that, they're not good on the road. They uh, Away from College Park, they really don't play too terribly well, so you feel like you got a chance in this game. Of course, when you talk about Maryland, you're talking about Jameer Young. The first time around, he had 16-5-3, transfer out of Charlotte, good transfer for, for Maryland, for Coach Willard. Um, Trace Jackson Davis in the first go-round, 18 and 20. 18 points, 20 rebounds, and they lost that game, the one game that these two teams played against each other, 66-55. The question with Indiana today, question with Purdue too, would you rather save your bullets for the NCAA tournament? 
Or would you rather find your way to Sunday, play three games in three days during the dog days of the season, and in kind of going to the NCAA, trying to figure out how in the hell you're going to get those legs to comply with your brain, right? That's kind of the deal. As you get later and later in the season, you lose your legs a little bit, and this is a comparative deal, right, compared to other teams who maybe took December off, basically, and played a bunch of cupcakes and never really got busy against anybody that mattered, and so they didn't play extended minutes, and they feel pretty good right now. That's a big advantage in the month of March. Indiana or Purdue, with a loss today, could gain that advantage for next week. But if Indiana loses to Maryland, do they lose that protected geographic seed? Would they go from a four seed to a five seed? If they win this game against Maryland, and Maryland, remember, despite the fact that Indiana's a three seed and Maryland's a six seed, Indiana is ranked beneath Maryland in the Ken Palm rankings. Maryland ranked around 20th. Indiana ranked around 30th. That's kind of a big deal. Would you rather take a shot, roll the dice, and maybe win the Big Ten tournament or fold your tent early, get your legs back a little bit, go into the NCAA tournament with a little bit of freshness that others may not have? I'd rather just go ahead and win a damn Big Ten tournament, man. Indiana, look, Indiana has had success in the NCAA tournament, and let's define success liberally so we can get kind of squeeze Indiana in there. 2002, 2013, 2016, they went to the Sweet 16 in those years. Hmm. They've been to the Big Ten tournament championship once. And I think that was in 2001. It was a long time ago. But it hasn't been since that success in the NCAA tournament. So fresh legs have not done Indiana a hell of a lot of good in that period of time. So let's go win games, right? Win, win, win. Winning is always good. You never apologize for winning. You always celebrate winning. Never celebrate a loss. I'm not going to get all confused hoping for rest and a lack of fatigue when they get to the NCAA tournament because it has not paid off in the past. Easy. That was simple, wasn't it? Simpler than I thought. Uh, first game, like I said, Purdue-Rutgers. And, and by the way, Indiana against Maryland was outscored 25-10 to 10 at the foul line. That cannot happen today. You cannot foul at the level Indiana did in that first go-round. You have got... You have got to spend your fouls wisely, Malik Renew. All right, Ohio State, Michigan State at 2.30. That's going to be kind of fun. I'd love to see Chris Holtman take down Tom Izzo and win their third game in three days. Northwestern against Penn State. I'm all about Micah Shrewsbury, Cathedral graduate. Want Penn State to win that game. Print, you know what? Indiana is a tough time against either, right? Penn State's a tough nut. They are a tough out right now. And Northwestern swept Indiana despite the fact that the scores were fairly close. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this Friday, shall we? The weather's not great, but it's March. It's what you expect. March, it's always great because we're always inside and we're always watching ball. Jan Elrod, Mike Smith, the great Eric Crawford celebrating a birthday. Tracy Hostetter, happy birthday. Skip Mills, uh, Chris Nadu, no relation to uh, Malik Renew and Kevin Clawson. 
Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment today around noon. Going to do something with Dan Dockage. Going to have fun. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to have a good time talking about stuff. And it's going to be wonderful. Today, in about a half hour, I'm on WGCL in Bloomington for two hours, as I am every morning. You go to WGCLradio.com, click to listen. There I'm going to be from 7 to 9. What do you think I'm talking about today? I'm talking about all kinds of things. This isn't a sports talk radio station, but in the month of March in Bloomington, you kidding me? Let's talk sports. Let's talk Indiana Hoosiers, and let's talk Bloomington North Cougars. Go to the regional and hopefully kicking the hell out of Columbus North. 